Yo, what's up, y'all? Yo, what's up? This is the world's greatest DJ, the KID, the Kid Capri. And I'm banging with Nina Capone right here on the hottest radio show in the world, in the streets radio. Let's get it. All right, all right, all right. That was Kid Capri. Shout out to Kid Capri um, with the drop. Definitely. That's love. That's love, for real. It's your girl, Nina Capone, with the Industries Radio, and I am back, and I got a bunch of stuff that I want to talk about and discuss today. So, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to talk about. Shout out to Melissa. She on already. We actually had a conversation today um, just with everything going on. As you can see, here I have, I got to make sure I'm looking at it right here. I have my temperature, and I also here I have how many days I've been quarantined. So just staying out the way, you know, um, making it do what it do from here. And I got some topics that I want to discuss. Um, I'm going to give everybody a few seconds or so to just join in because I'm not on the page technically, so I can't see. We do have a guest that is supposed to be joining us today, and he got a lot to say. So hopefully he'll get in, and I'll do a nice introduction for him, Um, young entrepreneur, uh, business owner, uh, restaurant owner, actually, that you may or may not have heard of, and we're going to bring him on with some conversation as well. But today's topics is crazy. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, this Black Lives Matter movement, and I'm going to let him elaborate on that when he joins us, but we're going to also talk about um, mental health. What is your mental health right now? The significance of the $1,200. I posted something a little earlier on my, I believe I posted on my Facebook as well as my Instagram, and I'm going to talk about that. I also want to talk about, I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, Let me make sure I'm sharing my screen right. I really don't have to share my screen at all, so that's not what we want to do. I'm out of there, so we're not sharing the screen. All right, so <laughs> I, I want to, I don't know, I just want to jump into it. I got topics listed. So the first topic is answering tough questions when you got to work today. A few friends of mine hit me up, and they were, um, they went in after all the protests over the weekend and the looting and everything, and they went back to work. And they had questions that were, I would say, technical, a little hard to answer uh, from their colleagues in the workplace, whether they were white or Hispanic or Asian, like how can they help, what have you. So I want to know if you had that, if you had that conversation today, if we had to have that conversation this week or at any point in time, um, hit me up, hit me up. I want to hear about it. Um, you can call me at, I'm live on Black Talk Radio. I am live on Facebook. I am live on uh, LinkedIn, I believe. I'm going to be live on YouTube as well. So I am airing in a few places. So excuse me if my eyes roam. I have a few screens up and I'm live in a few different places. But you can definitely call in as well. And I got the loudspeaker up so you can hear. But um, call in 516-387-1765. And I will put the number down in the bottom here. Y'all know I ain't been on live on the um I ain't been on here in a minute, so it's a little um I gotta learn my navigation again. I gotta learn my nav- navigation again. Um Mr. Caldwell, how are you? <laughs> but um you did what? Call it how it's your girl. Call it your girl. Hit me up. Five one six. Let me post it. Uh he said he did. So this is my homie, Storm. I want to hear from you, Storm. I want to figure out how to post the number in a few seconds. 
All right, here we go. We got the number posted, I believe. I got the number posted. Let's see. Let's see. Let's get this number posted. There we go. All right. Hit me up. Posting the number. There we go. There we go. So we got the number live, 516-387-16. I'm sorry, 1765. Hit me up. Let me know what you experienced. Um, I know a lot of people went into work and, you know, they had those questions like, you know, how can I help? I talked to a lot of people during the day. Um, I managed about 97 people throughout the country. So I'm hearing a lot of different um I'm hearing a lot of different feedback from different people on how they feel, what they're going through, how they, you know, I even had people call me and say, oh my gosh, Jamila, I was worried about you. For those who don't know, my name is Jamila, that's my real name. But, um, you know, I was so worried about you and, you know, how how's it going? Are you okay? And I, I just want to, you know, I just want to hear everybody else. Like, how are you handling uh, that, that discussion? It's a tough discussion, especially if you have your biases, how are you handling um how are you handling it? How are you handling those discussions? How are you answering those questions from those friends and so on and so forth? I just want to know. Um just let me know. Let me know how you're handling it. Um give me a call, five one six three eight seven one seven six five. I wanna know. You can also chat with me if you want to throw your information in the chat. That's cool. I can see the chat and I'll read it off to you. Um, who who we got here? We got here. Melissa, I know you got a lot to say. Feel free to holler at your girl. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Caldwell, holler at me. I know you got some stuff to say. Um, anybody want to join? I guess I can. I'm going to actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share a link. Feel free to join in if I figure out how to share the link. Hey, y'all, I don't know what I'm doing. This is horrible. Oh, here we go. So you can join me live. Um, I think I got it there. Boom. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I got the link um, below. So you can just take this link and you can join me live. I can bring you in as a guest on the show and you can talk. So I'm just, I got everything going, y'all. I'm sorry, but I had everything. I wanted to bring everything up on the show. Um, I wanted to go go live in so many different places. Um this is a test. This is how we will be going live going forward. But I wanted to just make sure that um, everything works. So here I am testing and working at the same time. But again, we got a few topics. We got four topics. First one is answering tough questions from colleagues in the workplace. How did you do? Um, how did you or how do you plan to handle it if you uh, haven't done so already or if you're planning to experience that, uh, whether it's on a Zoom conference call or you're actually going into the workplace, how do you expect to handle that? Um, my second topic is being a black cop and dealing with the Black Lives Matter protesters of other races. Okay, I'm going to say that again. How, if you are a black police officer, how does it feel? If you are on the front line out there, how did it feel being on the other side, dealing with protesters who were not black. How did that make you feel? Um, was anything said to you? What, just, I want to know your reaction. I want to know how that went down. Um, again, you can hit me up live at 516-387-1765. Um, 
My that was topic number two. Yes. Topic number three is on July. I posted this as well. So if you're not familiar with what I posted on my Facebook page or on my Instagram page, you can, I'm Nina Capone one at everything, and you can definitely check it out. But on July second. 1853, there was a flyer or ad uh, for the sale of Negroes for sale at $1,200. I want to know, and this is just me taking a guess, what's the significance of $1,200? I mean, because it made me automatically think back to the uh, stimulus check was $1,200. Is there a significance in the $1,200 or is this something random and we're overthinking it? So. Let's talk about the significance of the $1,200. I personally don't know. I'm trying to get educated here. So Holly, it's your girl. Let me know. Again, I have the link below so you can join in as well as the telephone number. Um, if I didn't post it, I thought I posted it, but it's gone. Okay, I'm going to repost the telephone number in case you guys want to call in. Um, and, oh, okay, we got we got some, um, we got a friend of mine who just joined in, uh, Alan. Alan says, Nina Capone, me, my husband, well, his, Alan is a white male, and his husband is African-American male. How can I convince my husband he is not safe and needs to carry? Okay. So, Alan, you're looking for advice, and this that's a serious, serious question. It's a big-ass topic. So, I'm going to say that yeah, first of all, I agree 100% with you. He needs to carry. He needs to protect himself. Um, he has a lot of things against him, as you as you and I both know. Um, one of the big things is, is kind of explaining to him um, that we aren't where we were five years ago. We aren't where we were a year ago. The tension is high. The discrimination is going to increase, and he needs to be aware, and he needs to be safe. He needs to make sure that he is protected because you want him to come home at night. It's funny, Alan, because, of course, I have to have this conversation with my man as well all the time. I need you to come home at night. I need you to be safe when you're outside. I need you to be safe when you walk out of that door. So with that being said, make sure you say <laughs> – Melissa has a point. Get educated. And Alan, you know, that's one of the things too. And Melissa, if you can share um the information, the referral you have for um getting educated on carrying, uh, first and foremost, Alan, that may be a option to actually get him to understand if you guys taking lessons, um, getting educated on carrying in the first place. And then um and then Melissa has a referral where you can uh, basically, you work with someone who actually teaches you not only how to use their their um, your gun, but also the education on how to use, you know, all the good stuff. Not, not, not no hood shit that I would teach y'all. But <laughs> he actually teaches you, you know, how to be responsible as well as um, what the the right gun for you. What, you know, what will be the right firearm for you. So that's the start, Alan. Just getting, you know, trying to take take baby steps is really hard, and I'm gonna say it's gonna to be tough for a black man who don't who already don't want to get in trouble to walk around, you know, to say, okay, I'm gonna get a gun and I'm gonna carry that that um that gun around because I want to be safe and I want to protect myself. Um, here's the link. 
um, that Melissa just shared here of Defense Fundamentals, make sure .com. So make sure you take that link down. That's in the, that's going to be a very important link. And make yeah, let's let's see what we can do, um, Alan. I mean, at at the at the most, encourage him to get educated. I feel like if he's educated, then maybe he'll take the step to go ahead and, you know, do the right thing because he got to be, you want him to be safe. And that's the most important part, um, making sure that he's safe. I mean, it's nothing like your man leaving the house and you know, with everything going on, he's a black man, he may not come back. Or you may get that, that phone call that, uh, um, you know, just make you really lose your mind. <laughs> you know, it's, it's already hard enough just thinking, okay, maybe he's hurt or, caught up in a situation out there but also just that phone getting that phone call or seeing something on the news where they say you know because i'm faced with this all the time where they'll say um 42 43 year old black male uh film at such and such a place and um and here's the gentleman's email as well but you know they'll say black male at such and such or this happened and now I'm home a nervous wreck because I don't know if something happened to him or not so these are things Alan that you know you are going to have to really convince him to understand this that it's important for him to be licensed it's important for him to have a firearm it's important for him to protect himself it's important to you and First and foremost, I it's all about me when it comes to, to me convincing him to protect himself because I'm like, look, because I love you, because I need you to be safe, because I need to know that you're okay out there. So, you know, but if you do it together, do it together as, as a partner, do it as, with your partner, do it together as a couple, um, encourage him to be safe. Yes, he's a black man. And right now, there's going to be a lot of racial tension in the air. I mean, it's already been racial tension in the air, um, but it's it's going to escalate, and it, it's not going to get any. It's got to get worse before it gets better. Now we are all working towards better, right? But we got to really focus on where we are right now. Where we are, we're in a bad place. We're in turmoil, and right now it's a lot of exposure happening. It's a lot of exposure. We got people. We got a, a guy who was, he's a retired um, Navy veteran of some sort, a sergeant or something. And he just resigned today because his Facebook Live came on and he and his wife were talking, uh, were discriminating against every damn body. So be realistic. This is not getting any better. This is not getting any better. It's only getting worse. And we want to make sure that we are protecting ourselves and our loved ones because not only just just uh to protect yourself but to protect you you know you guys may be out and um and who knows you you're an interracial couple you're you're a gay couple you are you have so many things be be against you that people are going to you know try to attack so Alan, be careful. Tell your husband, be careful. Send my love. You know, y'all, I love you guys. Um, and, you know, shout out to Melissa for sharing this information. I'm going to bring it up once again. Um, this is John Shine, and that email address was incorrect. Here's the correct email address. And um, just make sure 
make sure you guys are safe. I mean, all to all of my friends, all my listeners, everybody that tuned in to hear me and my big mouth, um, make sure you're safe. That's key. Make sure you're safe. Make sure that you're taking precaution. Make sure you're aware. If you want to holler at me, I am live on the air on Black Talk as well. You can give me a call, 516-387-1765. Again, that's 516-387-1765. And just take precaution. Take precaution for everyone. Um, you know, Melissa has started this. I'm going to say Melissa also has, she has an a biracial, did I say? Biracial, y'all know I'm all messed up. Just black, blackery, blackery, black, blackery, black, black. But um, <laughs> Melissa has a biracial daughter, and you know, and she she's been educating her and preparing her for life, life in general. And these are some of the things that she and I talk about. Her daughter is my goddaughter, and you know, um, she got to be prepared. This is going to happen. There is no way around it. There is no way out of it. Um, you know, we're going to, we now live in a country where racism is, is in our face, is in our face. And it's, it is what it is. It's not much we can do um, to avoid it now. So rather you're going into the bank, rather you're going into the store, rather you're just, you're just out, um, just in the neighborhood, whatever it is you're doing, you racism can be fueled and you have to prepare yourself because that's just where we are now. So just just be mindful. Um I don't know guys, like <laughs> just be aware, be alert, be mindful. Don't feed if you can help it and you know how to just kind of just keep it moving. Don't um don't feed. Don't feed into anything. Try to just kind of keep what you're doing, you know, stay to yourself. Um, you, you know, there may be some situations where you, uh, you find yourself, you can't resist. You got to say something. Um, like me, I have a, you know, I'm, I'm a reactor. So at times I feel like I need to say, I got to say something. They're not just going to keep talking to me like this. I got to say something. So if you feel the need, just, just be mindful of your surroundings. Be mindful of um, of what you say. It's so funny. My phone want to go off all crazy because I'm actually busy. But um, you know, that's that's key. That's key. Just being alert and being mindful. Um, yeah, the, the ignorant people. <laughs> I'm looking at what Melissa is saying here, and yeah, it's fight with the ignorant people because I don't care. How much, um, <laughs> yes, Alan, you know, I got a big mouth. I don't care how, and Alan, you got big, you snappy too, because you know, we've been in duck off and had a drink. So, a little history Alan and I used to work together back in the day, and um, <laughs> and that's my guy, that's definitely my guy. And y'all know I'm snappy, I'm snappy as hell, and I, I've never changed, but you know, that's that's my guy though, he 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 feisty like me. And we can't be ourselves when it comes down to that because safety first. So as we, as I get geared up and want to say something back, I'm tell y'all I had a situation. I had a, I had a look, and I, I'm thinking to myself, I don't go anywhere. I leave my house and go to my office, which is like a four, four minute stretch, and I'm like, okay, but I, I had, oh, I had a caller, but they gone, okay, but. You know, I get I get to 
to my little quick destination, a realm of block. I'm literally four minutes from home, guys. So I get to my destination. I get around. Um, I get around the block so they don't get donuts. I'm like, I'm gonna grab me some coffee for the, my morning start. And I grab my coffee and okay, I got a call. I'm gonna take this call first, and I'll tell y'all my story. In the streets, ready, y'all? Nina, hello. Nina. Yes. It's Melissa. Hi. Well, I know you got something to say. Don't get quiet now. Yeah, listen, listen, right listen. I just. <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear you now. You're a little delayed. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so what's up, Melissa? No, I just we're, we're listening right. to you talk. You and I had this conversation earlier about running into people and holding your anger back, no matter what side you're on. Listen, I'm just here. I'll jump in when you're ready for me to jump in. <laughs> well, I wanted, well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you joined me on your end because I just want to know, I mean, one of the topics tonight is, is mental health. And we, how are you doing? I mean, as a, a white woman, with a, a black, you know, well, I'm not going to say a fully black daughter, but you got a, a interracial daughter who's dealing with both sides. What is your mental health right now? Like, how are you caring for your mental health, her mental health, and your family's mental health? How How's that going along? Sorry, guys, she's delayed because I got everything running. Hello. Well, I'm gonna be honest. It's uh, we're actually divided, and I've never actually seen this type of division in our family. It's um, it's it's kind of crazy because um, you know, you have the people who support my choice and support our family, and you have all that, but then you have the people who are just silent. They're not saying anything. You know, you see family members up here, and they're all of a sudden just silent on the movement, silent on the fact they have a black niece, silent on the fact that their black niece can't go outside and do these things that any white child can go out and do. And it's frustrating. I can't march with my family. I have an inner fight going on as well as fighting with her out on the streets. Wow, wow. So so in doing that, do you? what would you tell other people who are faced with the same issue? I mean, do, I know you don't have the solution, but how are you? How are you handling it? It's a lot handling it. It's just I, I I give them facts. I can only give them facts of to clear clearly get them an understanding of what I go through, what she goes through, what you go through on a daily basis. And if they take the facts and they change their status, or they they learn and they educate themselves. It's a positive, but if they take the facts and they're still fighting uh, their own direction, they're getting blocked and they're getting deleted, and they have no place in my family at this point. Woo, it, it's so much. It's so much. I mean, I, I want to get on the – I got so many topics. I can just go all day. So – how do you feel, and I'm going to ask you this, this is touchy, but how do you feel about seeing, like you've been out to the, some of the protests, you've seen the news and Facebook and all the feeds. How do you feel about the African-American cops 
who are on the other side or the ones, I'm not going to just say the ones that are working. I'm talking about the ones who stand by and do nothing. I, I had a conversation today and it, it led, it led down two different paths, you know, but I just kind of want to get your take on that. Like, how do you feel about those officers who are black cops who are just standing by? Like, what is your take on that as a white woman and you're on this side marching with us saying black lives matter and they're just kind of sitting by the side doing absolutely nothing? It's a toss up. My heart goes out to them because in, in all reality, they're forced to do a job and they have to take orders at some point. Does that mean that they're going to lose their job if they take down the, the riot gear and they put the batons down and they march? We don't know. But at the end of the day, those men go home without their uniform on and they're just as in danger as any other black man on the street. It's right. like I can't be mad right. at them. It's the same thing with the military and the National Guard. I see them on the corners. It's it's not just white men standing on the corners. Like, these people have to decide for themselves what side they want to be on. What are they willing to jeopardize or risk or put on the table to make this movement push? You know what I mean? Right. And like I said, right. I don't think anybody thinks of it on the double standard. Like, they have other people they have to report to. Like, my friends are black cops, and I worry for them every day because they go in and they go to work and they're in danger. They come home and driving home as soon as they get in their car without their uniform, they're in danger. It's, right. You can't. I can't fault them for not. You know what I mean. But I do, from seeing everything and watching and, and gaining as much knowledge as I can, the most protests that are met peacefully are ones where the cops put down the batons, take off the shields, and they're they're supporting their cause. They're on one knee and they're supporting what they need to support, and no longer listening to the hierarchy of what the government feels that they need to do to perpetuate the problem. Exactly, exactly. Well, I agree. And Alan says he totally agrees as well. And and I, I think it, it's tough. It's tough for, you know, I have a lot of friends who are police officers, and it's a little frustrating for me because some of them see it the way, you know, some see it my way, some don't, and I get that, and I don't have any divide with them. You know, I like arguing, so it just gives me the opportunity to argue with somebody. But um, some of those conversations, you know, just go left. And I'm like, how? I mean, I literally last night was on the phone with somebody, and I swear I said how about 600 times until I just wore myself out and fell asleep. But I, he doesn't he doesn't see the fight. And I, I get his, his point is basically what is Black Lives Matter. And he's looking at Black Lives Matter as an organization an organizational standpoint and, you know, where I'm looking at it literally as a slogan because it does. I mean, regardless of what the organization itself stands for, Black Lives Matter is a, is a slogan. It's a term. It's, it's a word of endearment for me. I, I'm a black life. So it matters. So regardless of what the organization stands for, this is something I will always say. So that was our argument. He was focused more on the organization itself in which he does not believe in. And of course I was just focused on, Hey, black lives matter. Cause it, they do, you know? So they do. of course I didn't say I acknowledged it with him. I just argued because that's what I do. And it, it made for great conversation. I, I couldn't get my record on cause I would have taped it and played it today. But one more question before I let you go and just listen. Um, I want to know. I want to know your advice. Um, being, you know, a woman who is not of color, 
um, white woman. I'm just going to say it. Shit. We, we're 2020. We're doing what? <laughs> I don't have to be politically correct anymore. Thank God. Okay, so as a white woman, how do you suggest people answer the questions, people of color go into work and answer the questions from their colleagues in the workplace, of course, when they say, hey, I want to help. How can I be a part of this? You, you know what I'm talking about, those people. How do you? How oh, do I answer listen, those I my, Everybody I work with knows knows my situation and my family life, and you know I get the questions and I get all that. They everybody needs to educate themselves. I've been referring a book called White Fragility. It's amazing. Um, it it's, it's gives you a lot of knowledge and it'll help people understand what's going on. But people again need to just. Educate, understand we stole this land, understand it was built on the backs of slaves, understand what we did, and understand there needs to be reparation for it. Don't donate to a Black Lives Matter cause. Donate to a family that's lost something. Don't ask me, don't waste my time with 30 minutes or an hour of how can you help. There's so many ways to help, so many ways, and they all have to start by education. If you don't educate yourself on the right stuff, then you're not even going to know what you're fighting for. Right, right, right. And I think that's one of the um, the big things, and I, I'm going to go in um, and talk about this, the march and an agenda, and knowing what you're asking for, you know, I have a lot of friends who've been out, uh, Melissa, I'm going to mute you just to keep you quiet, because I know you want to jump in, but I'll pull you in, don't worry. <laughs> just push one if you want to jump back in, no worries. But um, it's, a, um, it's a lot of people out here who are marching who feel like, hey, I want to, um, where was I going with this? I, I, I get so lost, you guys. So it's a lot of people out here who feel like they want to help, they want to do something, but they're not sure what to do. They're not sure what to go, um, how to go about it. So I feel like I feel like it's, a, it's not a big, giant, you don't have to save the world, you know, I feel like a lot of people are looking at it overall and saying, how can I help? How can I make a difference? But you can help by talking to your neighbor. You can help by going uh, going out in the community and doing something. You can go out to an African-American community and help out. You can go help uh, rebuild the community. You can put things in the community and really work with people. You can do something as simple as being polite when we come into your business establishments and not make us feel uncomfortable like we're all silly. Because I know personally, I go into business establishments, and I probably got more money than half for the business owners that uh, which I shop. But at the same time, I get looked at like I am about to rob them, or you know, I'm going to steal something, or the hundred and fifty. Um, can I help you? Can I help you when I'm and it's, when I'm number seventeen in the store, and yet you want to follow me around? I mean, it's the little things. I, I believe we can help um, so many in so many different ways, so many small ways, it's not always a big way to help. You can help, you know, by doing something very simple and very small. Um, and the second thing is, I'm going to go back. That's where I was at. And the agenda, understanding what you're asking for is one thing to march. But when you reach a destination, when you're marching somewhere and you're like, okay, where am I going with this? You, when you get to the podium, when you get in front of the man, whoever that is, or woman, whatever, what have you, and you need to say what you're looking for. What, what do I want from here? I'm here because I want change, and here's my list. 
Here's the list of things that I want changed. Here you go, read it, let's, let's work something out, let's begin to agree. Have an agenda. One thing I don't like is people who are, you know, marching or making a bunch of noise with no actual cause. Where are you going with this? You know, what are you trying to do from here? Are you just marching? Are you just marching? Are you literally trying to do something else here? Um, cause I, I feel like once we get there, there's so much else, you know, um, there's so much to ask for. There's so much, many uh, changes we want. There's so many ideas that we have, um, you know, to really change and fix things, uh, support uh, Black-owned businesses. Um, okay, Melissa says she posted a list in her break room of all local Black-owned businesses, which is, which is huge, which is huge because that list can help, you know, those who want to help, that list right there will give them an opportunity to help. You know, um, sometimes, Melissa, you said you posted that list. You may have people who may not want to say out loud, hey, I want to help. Shopping with Black businesses, helping to make sure that uh, Black business owners can, can sustain and get ahead, that they're getting business, that will help a lot. Um, going out in the community, uh, helping out a community program, helping out to educate, to, to provide education, some things that you may feel like the, the Black communities may not have access to, helping out to get that access to those resources that they may need. Understanding is, is a big, huge part of it, because if you understand that there's, there's a divide, that there's information that kids in an upper echelon area may have that kids in the ghetto are not going to have access to or not going to learn about teaching history, understanding history, and teaching the real history to our youth, period. And that's not just to our Black youth, but to our white youth as well, and, and to our Asian, and to our Hispanic, allowing our children to understand where they come from, who they are, and where they're going. That's important. So if you have access to those resources and that information, that's how you can help. There's no, you know, when I get the call and say, oh my gosh, how can I help? You can help by simply speaking up, speaking up, showing support, real life support. Not, you don't necessarily have to get out there and, you know, uh, walk around and march and, and be in the crowd. I'm not getting out there because I'm high risk for COVID and I ain't forget rolling around, rolling still around. So, with that being said, I know that I can do other things. I know I have a platform. You know, I know I can afford to send some some cases of water out. I know I can I can help out with education. You're right. Um, stop teaching false European history to our children. Please stop doing that. Stop allowing it. You know, um, speak up, parents. If you are in a school district and you know that they're not teaching the right information. Go and advocate at that school. Go advocate. I've been to a million of my children's meet. I went to all the parent-teacher meetings when my kids were younger. And I got on their nerves because it was important for me to make sure that my children were getting the right education. That was important to me. So I was at the, the parent-teacher meetings running my mouth. Like, that's not true. No, the kids need financial literacy. No, the kids need this. The kids need that. Um, 
we want to make sure that our kids get what they need. And I believe that the youth is going to lead the way. As you see, they are now. They're out here. They're speaking. They're marching. They're raising hell. And I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed at all. I mean, they may not have it all down to the muscle, but, hey, we, we got to honor them because our generation didn't do it. We didn't do it. You know, so we have to we have to take our hats off to the way that they handling shit. They out here. They're out here and they're making it happen and I'm feeling it. Um so Melissa said she has her daughter excused from class during certain history topics. And I don't and I was I too was was excused from class during certain history topics because my parents did not allow for me to take in false information. So um, you know, and we, we I grew up as um in the in the Islamic community as a Muslim. So my father didn't play that. You know, he made sure there was no Christmas for me. We didn't I didn't do Christmas decoration. I didn't do, you know, they came up to the school. My mom and dad was not playing with me. And um they made sure that I was able to color something else if it was art class or take part in something else cuz we didn't celebrate holidays. We didn't, you know, we didn't get into false prophets and false hope. So, you know, I was separated from those things. And, you know, I, I was angry as a child and I didn't understand why my parents had to separate me from everything. But as an adult, I truly understand now. I truly understand and I get it. And I want to be a part of that culture of education. You know, Islam was about learning. It was an ongoing learning process all the time. Learn, learn, learn. Take this information and learn more, learn more. Um, and I appreciate my parents. Today, I appreciate them. You know, all the hell that I gave them, mom, dad, I'm sorry. I apologize. No, I don't. I meant that shit. But I was a difficult child. And, you know, I mean, I learned a lot. And I, I constantly educated myself. And I'm constantly educating myself today. Um, I wanted to just take time out today to do this live, to bring these topics to light. Um, I will revisit this live um, going forward to still continue to talk about some of these topics. I know that, you know, it's not over. It's not over by a long shot. And, you know, we will be back in another situation. But learn from the, you know, and I, I'm, I'm hitting my, I'm, this is my exit, y'all. This is my exit on my way out. I want to just say, learn from this experience. I think that what's happening now is changing the world. Um, I feel like we should be now educating ourselves even more. Those who didn't educate yourself a lot prior to this going down, you should be, you should have books stacked up to the ceiling. You know, you should be online reading everything, um, searching for the truth. Remember, there's a lot of fudged information online, but make sure you are, you know, ask questions. Find people. We have some elders that are around that are sharing this information. You can get information from um, a lot of, like myself, I'm knowledgeable of a lot of history because I learned from my 70-something-year-old father um, and my grandmother and a lot of my elders and my family. But keep in mind, this is a time to learn. This is a time to admit your ignorance and come to the forefront. This is a time to accept 
your flaws and fix them and work on them. Um, I have a lot of family and friends, uh, interracial, biracial relationships. Uh, I, I said that wrong. Biracial family and friends and interracial friends and family members who are being faced with so many challenges right now. And, you know, I wanted, I, it bothers me. I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to go live. I wanted to be able to express myself without the long text because my thumbs hurt. So just to really come, just get online and talk about it. Um, I noticed this topic is going to get a lot of feedback. I know people are going to watch it later and have a lot to say. Um, I want to thank Melissa and Alan for joining in um, in the conversation. It, I think it's important um, for these conversations to continue. Um, if I can be of any assistance to anybody as far as information, resource, whatever have you, just give me a holler. I'm usually at my office 90% of the time, 215-443-1076. Um, so just without further ado, I'm going to play a song, one of my new songs, and then I'm going to get out of here. This is a classic old song, but a new song because it's just getting released. But um, I want to thank everybody that tuned in. I want to thank you all for uh, being a part of the show, being a part of everything that, you know, all my movements, because I'm always doing something. But um, support Black businesses and ask a Black person. If they need help with something, is there anything I can help you with? Um, don't just come up with an ignorant question or have them try to decide how you can help offer something. Um, make it unique. Make it personal. Make it personal. I believe that if it's personal, they'll understand that you just want to help. And I, if you're genuine about really supporting the movement, um, the community, um, the outcome, then it, it it won't be a task for you to actually just come up and do something. So be genuine, be yourself, be genuine. Um, you're not, nobody's perfect. I think we're all learning that and um, support the cause, support the cause because at the end of the day, we're all one race. <laughs> we're all one human race. So we all bleed, bleed the same color, and we all just want to see this go away. I mean, our our lives have changed with COVID-19, which I didn't even discuss, but we'll get to that another time. Um, and, you know, be safe. Be safe. Um, continue to fight. Continue to cry when you have to because this is a hurtful situation. And continue to support one another. That's super important. And on that note, I'm going to close out. I want to thank y'all again for tuning in. This is your girl, Nina Capone, with Respect the Hustle. That's right, Respect the Hustle. I got off on a whole other topic today, and that's what it's about, being able to just jump into something else. You can find this video on uh, Facebook, of course. It will be on my YouTube channel at Industries Radio. You'll also be able to find it at industriesradio.com um, and wherever else you're looking for it. So it's your girl, and I am out of here. I'm going to get off in a second, and we're going to go ahead and exit to one of my songs. Cause yeah. 
still be Days like this, my soul will keep running My heart will keep drumming Those pains in my stomach Numbers keep flashing and days going by Why would you leave me? Why would you die? I can't stop it, I dream about popping I'm off, maybe just With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.